It's me again. I know it's been quite some time since you've heard from me. And for the most part, I guess I'll let this introduction speak for itself. But a lot has changed in this past year for me. And anyone who really was tuned into this project knows from my last episode what has happened in my life most significantly and how that's impacted me. I always plan to return to this space in one way or another, and I've finally done that. I've started a new project, which I feel like much more aligns with where I am right now and my priorities and what I feel like I can bring to the table. And if you in any way found value in this project, I, I think you'll find the same in this new one. So as I always have, I encourage you to just give the introduction a shot, see what it's all about, and go from there. But I certainly appreciate your patience with me over the past months. And I do feel like this new project in, in many ways exists in the same space as Imposters Anonymous did, even though in form it's quite different. I think at its core, it, it gets at similar concepts and has a similar aim. So I hope you enjoy, and I give you the daily interlude. Hi, I'm Brandon, and this is The Daily Interlude. As humans, we are natural storytellers. Telling stories is how we connect with one another, keep ourselves entertained, fuel the global economy, and pass down essential information from generation to generation. Some anthropologists argue that our evolved capacity for rich, narrative-based communication was the primary catalyst for our transcendence of the food chain. Now, whether this theory is true or not, there is truth in the fact that we spend the overwhelming majority of our lives completely wrapped up in our internally constructed narratives. The past is just a story we tell ourselves. Who we are, who we ought to be, why we're here, and what we deserve. Now, I don't intend to suggest that these questions are fundamentally bad. Rather, I'd probably agree that to ask these questions is near the crux of what it means to be human. But at the same time, to lose sight of the fact that what answers we offer to these questions are still fundamentally stories is a precarious condition to say the least. So I've started this project to offer a brief but regular opportunity to take a break from or better yet simply recognize the stories we've been rather convincingly telling ourselves. When watching a well-made film or play, the audience often becomes so immersed in the narrative that the line between base reality and the performance being put on before them becomes incredibly thin. We've all had real emotional and even physical reactions to stories, but when the lights brighten or the curtain closes, we come back into ourselves as though waking up from a dream or getting off of a roller coaster. This very moment, 
This shift in perspective, this opening of awareness, this recognition of what our experience is like before we judge, moralize, project, or craft a narrative is what is truly at the heart of the daily interlude. It's fair to say that the show must go on, and it probably always will. Life doesn't stop for tragedy or comedy, we can't change what we fundamentally are or what we're wired to do. But just because the show always carries on doesn't mean we have to identify with it. And I don't say this casually or to be preachy, and I understand that to many this sort of rhetoric might sound too abstract or romanticized to be useful, but I can assure you that, at least in my personal experience, that hasn't been the case. This very year, amidst unprecedented adversity, I was faced with a story that if I were to have identified with and gotten completely lost in, easily could have dismantled my life. A story where I was in part responsible for the unimaginably painful and severe psychological unraveling and ultimate death of my brother, who was my best friend and only true role model. Now I can say lucidly at this moment that this story is not actually true, but at times it feels shockingly real. It's rather easy and even to some degree logical to tell myself that if I had literally answered a single question differently, he would still be alive today. There are countless moments, all the way back to childhood, that I can replay and imagine how things ultimately might have been different if I had been a little bit more selfless or courageous or aware. That story has residency in my mind, and maybe always will. And some days I can't help but wander in and watch for a while. But this doesn't define my existence. And I owe a lot of being able to recognize that truth to a simple practice of becoming more curious about and in touch with direct conscious experience. And as somber or unexpected as that anecdote may seem, it's just life. We all face everything from tragedy to ordinary everyday misery in one form or another throughout our lives. Of all the lessons the 21st century has offered us, one of the most noteworthy may be that we hardly require even remotely dire circumstances to be perfectly dissatisfied. So though I've had an exceedingly difficult year, the nature of my affliction is hardly unique, and I share my experience because it plays an indispensable role in understanding why this project could hardly be more rooted in reality to me. Now it's one thing to be able to take a break from the narrative. And I think there are a lot of benefits to be derived from at least having the option to take a step back and gain some clarity. But what if, after we all stretched our legs, we could return to the performance with a new appreciation for it and attention to it, while maintaining an awareness that there's a whole machine of mysterious forces and factors that make it all seem real. Now I realize that this is all much easier said than done, which is why I'll attempt to blur the lines between the story and the interlude with this project. I must admit, it's hard to argue that what the world really needs right now is another drop in the quote-unquote mindfulness content bucket. It's everywhere now, and most of it exists as an exploitation of the genre's popularity. I know I'm not the first person to suggest that maybe you don't have to be defined by your immutable qualities or thoughts and feelings, and that your attention may be your most valuable asset in life. But I'm also aware of an often discouraging reality that the majority of content that broaches consciousness and its content simply isn't accessible to most people, 
It's too long in form, too impersonal, or most of all too insular to become a relevant, consistent tool in people's everyday lives. People either feel like it's too much of a time commitment to keep up with, or they do find time and make a consistent habit of it, and for a few fleeting moments every day with their eyes closed, sitting cross-legged, listening to soothing music, they really are able to recognize some of the illusions that silently typify and disrupt everyday life. But for the rest of the day, they find themselves just about as reactive and lost in thought as usual, leaving them genuinely conflicted about whether or not they're wasting their time with this whole undertaking, and if any marginal benefit they are deriving is about equivalent to what they'd gain from just taking a 15-minute nap. So I bring you the daily interlude hoping that there's a version of this whole endeavor of awareness that is intimate and approachable enough for even a true skeptic or the ultimate busybody. I encourage you to carry on with your daily lives, to meet me wherever you are amidst whatever you may be doing, and simply see what can be found by committing to sharing a few minutes each day to tune in and reorient ourselves to the stories that often govern our lives. I'll conclude by formally committing to keeping every subsequent episode of this show shorter than this introduction to keep myself accountable. I really do want to keep the barriers to entry and consistency here as low as possible, and I hope this becomes a valuable ritual for you and me both. 